Hello, everyone. My name is Matt Dixon, and you are listening to Graphics Profiles, the official podcast of Graphics Pro Magazine, a monthly publication that covers every aspect of the graphics industry. My guest today is Phil Lewis. Phil is a Boulder, Colorado-based visionary artist who has been creating masterpieces in multiple graphic formats since 2008. You can see his incredible work at phillewisart.com. We'll be right back after these words from this month's sponsor, LogoJet. Many businesses are limited because they can't customize in-house. At LogoJet, we make printers that print on almost any item so you can control your products and profits. To do that, you need a superior quality printer that is easy to use. You shouldn't have to be a tech guru to print in-house. If you want to expand your product offerings and your business, chat with a team member today at LogoJet.com. And we're back with Boulder, Colorado-based artist Phil Lewis. Uh, Phil, thank you very much for joining me today. I really appreciate your time. Uh, tell me about yourself. You are a, uh, uh, an artist with your own studio in Boulder, Colorado. So let's get started there. How did that come about? Sure. Um, well, the studio here in Boulder has been open for just over four years now. And it's kind of just the result of, you know, almost two decades worth of work previous to that building up to this point. Um, I've had other studios and different warehouses and random rental units here and there, but this is the first gallery slash studio that we decided to build sort of from the ground up and have a permanent location right here on Pearl Street, downtown Boulder. Now, for those who uh, around the country that aren't familiar with Pearl Street, I'm in Colorado, so I'm very well aware of what kind of a wonderful place that is, but kind of describe Pearl Street for everyone. Yeah, it's kind of the, the main vein, you know, there's a pedestrian mall a few blocks down where, um, you know, there's no vehicles and people just stroll up and down the street. It's really big with restaurants and retail. Um, it's kind of like one of the main attractions for visiting Boulder. So it's a very busy place and, you know, highly visible. It's kind of the, I don't know, the most prominent street really in, in all the town. So I feel super fortunate to have a location right on Pearl. It's been pretty awesome. Uh, from my understanding, uh, knowing about Pearl Street for a while, it's kind of one of the most bohemian places in Colorado. Absolutely sure. just a wonderful place to walk around and get a, uh, a great vibe. Um, kind of how nice is it to have your art studio in a place that is so appreciative of that kind of business? Yeah, it's been fantastic. We get a lot of uh, walk-by traffic, people just stumbling in who may or may not be aware of my work and, and what I'm doing here. And, you know, it's a wide variety of interesting characters <laughs> strolling the street. You know, there's a lot of street performers, a lot of musicians just kind of busking. It's it's very, I don't know, it's very active and interesting. It's a cool place. It sounds like, uh, you know, because you're in sort of the center of all the activity there, you've also become a, a big part of the community uh, for events as well. Yeah, absolutely. That was one of my goals for sure with opening this space was to host community events here, use the studio and the gallery as a venue for um, all kinds of things, primarily guest art shows where I'll feature a guest artist, somebody that I'm inspired by or want to showcase their work to the community. And, you know, we'll have an opening with a bringing a DJ and, you know, have just basically an art party. Um, those have been fantastic. We're kind of taking a break on those as we kind of make our way through the whole COVID thing, but I hope to get back to it in the future. 
So let's start talking about your your actual art. Um, obviously, a picture is worth a thousand words, but uh, all we've got are words. So kind of describe your style. Sure. Well, it's kind of this hybrid um, stylized drawing technique that I've been working on for the past almost 20 years now. It's a, I'll draw everything by hand on paper. Um, and my original drawings are pretty small. They're like eight by tens. I, I work very tiny. I like to get into the details and break things down. So I'll do just a freehand pencil drawing um, on paper. And I'll take, I'll then when I'm finished with the line work, I'll take that drawing and scan it into Photoshop and then bring it up on a Wacom tablet, Cintiq tablet and um, zoom in on the pencil and then redraw all the line work on the screen by hand. So it's extremely time consuming to get through that phase, but really what it allows me to do is kind of maintain that organic human created feeling that you have from something that's done by hand um, into a digital media. Like, you know, you can trace things in Illustrator doing live trace or attempt to do some of that in Photoshop. But for me personally, there's just really no substitute for doing something by hand, even though it's on a glass screen, it's still sort of like got that human input element. So like the black line work is really the foundation for all my work. And, and once I have that finished, then, you know, I, I go in and and basically build in layers of color and lighting and shading and effects and filters and, and Photoshop kind of extravaganza. So in the end, it's, it's a digital media really that's printed onto a variety of surfaces or laser engraved or whatever we want, or we're gonna end up doing with a finished piece. It, it's really a high resolution file in the end of the day. Sounds like you are very accepting of uh, digital ways to uh, uh, put your art onto any subject or substrate that you can. I've uh, mm -hmm. seen on your uh, website that you not only do like pillowcases and, uh, you know, typical art um, stills and all that, but also clothing. Sure. Yeah. I've always been super interested in, you know, sharing my work. That's really the, the basis of it all is like, how can I best share this? And I think one of the best ways to do that is to try and create products or art, you know, pieces that people can uh, engage with and participate with. So by creating apparel and um, things like puzzles and Frisbees and phone cases, these, these items are things that, you know, people take with them every day. And so it's a really quick and easy way to sort of not only express yourself through, you know, showing the world the art that you appreciate, but also, you know, it's a great conversation starter when you're wearing one of these hoodies or a hat or something. And you could just strike up a conversation with anybody that may, you know, sort of appreciate the same style of artwork. Um, so yeah, I've always been super interested in experimenting with that and just trying out different mediums and seeing what sticks. Um, but in the end, it's really all about sharing my work as, as the best I can. So on top of doing the art yourself, you have you uh, yourself trained to work the, the printers and the laser engravers and all these other machines that you use to create your artwork? Yep, absolutely. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've had an epilogue laser in the studio for almost eight years now, and that um, really opened the door to a lot of personalization of different types of products, like primarily stainless steel flasks and mugs and things. Um, and so I, I definitely really got into engraving and cutting material. You know, I make a lot of multi-layer wood sculpture and uh, work with acrylic a lot. Um, and so, and then more recently getting into UV printing with the LogoJet printer has really expanded that further, allowing me to bring like full color into some of these pieces and products. 
So these two machines totally work hand in hand so well together. Um, it's been really fun to use both of them every single day. Are you looking at uh, any new technologies right now to maybe expand on a little more? Or um, are you still learning the, the ins and outs of uh, the engraving and what you can do with uh, direct to substrate? Definitely still learning, you know, this, I've had the logo jet for a couple of years now, and I feel like I learn something new with it every day. It's a phenomenal machine. There's so much potential. Um, yeah, I, I think I've got my hands full with these two for a little while. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe getting into some 3d printing in the future, potentially direct to garment stuff. I, I don't really know. I'm always like, you know, got my ears open to new technologies and ways I might be able to use them. But these two machines are definitely very capable of, of so much. I, I just have so much fun experimenting, experimenting with them. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor, LogoJet. At LogoJet, we know you want to be in control of the products you can print in-house. We've helped over a thousand businesses successfully implement direct-to-object printers over the last 16 years and we've been there to support them as they've grown. Our team is committed to providing a customized printing solution that is right for you and your business. We ensure your printing technology is operational and that your team is fully trained. We'll be there for you as your company grows. Visit LogoJet.com to learn more and start your journey to in-house customization. And we're back with Boulder, Colorado-based artist, Phil Lewis. So talk about when you first started uh, getting your artwork onto uh, some of these new substrates and everything like that. Would you, what would you say is your favorite like distribution point of your, of your artwork? Is it when people come into the store and order something or are they like, can you do this for me? Can you put this artwork on this hoodie? And how long does that take? Mm -hmm. It's definitely a combination of all those things, you know, I mean, having a retail gallery is uh, an awesome experience because I do get to showcase a huge variety of the stuff that I make, you know, I have large wall pieces and all the products that I offer, you know, on display. And so when somebody walks in here, it's pretty overwhelming at first, there's, there's just stuff everywhere and it's so bright and colorful and crazy. It can be a little bit, you know, overwhelming, but, um, so to watch people's reaction to experiencing not only the artwork, but this space for the first time is pretty entertaining. You know, uh, We usually just try and like greet everybody and then let them have a few minutes to acclimatize before we start diving into, you know, helping them out with questions and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I also like really appreciate doing custom projects. Uh, it's awesome to have other people bring inspiration to the table and sort of engage with their ideas and how can we bring this to the next level. I've done a lot of, uh, you know, guitar body engravings and just all sorts of things. I, I got to engrave, uh, you know, a Nikon camera lens at one point in the laser on the rotary. Um, totally. And like a lot of people, one thing I really appreciate is that people are so supportive of my work and my experimenting with these. A lot of times, you know, it's a big risk to try something like that for the first time, but you know, people, they love my artwork and they trust in my abilities. And so it's fun. It's a little nerve wracking, but it's, I love doing custom projects. Well, as an artist, you're probably very familiar with taking risks. I mean, uh, just jumping into art for the full, for, for the first time back in 2008, you were a, a musician at the point, right? And then yeah. decided what was it that told you, hey, I could go be a full-time artist and make this work? Mm -hmm. Well, during the course of like my music, you know, career as a musician, um, 
I started to sort of, I, I've always been an artist. I've always made drawings and things on the side. And at some point during our, our, our music path, I started to um, make some greeting cards and some prints of the art that I was making and started selling them at the merch table <clears throat> at our shows, you know, at venues and theaters and things. And um, the response to that was just so positive. Uh, you know, we were, we definitely sort of started outselling art um, to, you know, our music that we were selling at the merch table. I started making shirts and just kind of started to expand. And eventually it became this like art booth at, you know, music venues. And so I definitely kind of realized that there was something there and that um, it might be worth pursuing. So, you know, eventually when we decided to take a break from playing music and go our different ways, I just sort of decided to dive straight into being, to doing visual art full time, as opposed to, you know, playing music full time. And honestly, it was a pretty smooth transition because as a musician, you're living on the road and you're traveling from venue to venue. I just kind of started doing that same thing with my artwork. I was, I would go to art fairs and eventually started showing and vending at music festivals as well. So there's definitely a correlation between music and art, and I'm pretty intertwined in both those industries. You being in Boulder, one of the most beautiful places in Colorado, uh, probably find a lot of inspiration for your artwork there because I, I it, it sounds like you get a lot of inspiration from nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Um, yeah, you know, I I was fortunate enough to grow up in Lake Tahoe, which is just an absolutely beautiful, magical place, and really opened my eyes to how powerful you know the natural world can be. Being inspired by sunsets and winter storms and just rock formations and mountains and things like that 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 really gets me thinking about you know what is potentially beyond the human physical realm i really like start to feel inspired when i'm outside and so you know moving to colorado and getting to hike and snowboard and mountain bike in these mountains definitely is is in that same vein um seeing wild animals doing just anything outdoors is really when i'm feeling most inspired but, you know, it's, it's really progressed beyond that. Uh, having done this full time for 15 years now, inspiration can really kind of come from anywhere. It's, it's hard to predict. You know, it could be a conversation with somebody who walks into the gallery or just something I happen to notice on this, you know, out of the corner of my eye. It's like I'm so involved in being an artist full time that it's just like part of my life now to sort of keep my eyes open to be inspired for artwork. Talk to me a little bit about that 15 years. Uh, what kind of artist are you now compared to what you were when you first started out? Well, I think it's it's really been a natural progression. I would say it's absolutely full time now, and it has been for at least solid 10 years. You know, when I was first starting out, it was definitely testing the waters and seeing if it was going to work and really trying a bunch of things. You know, I, I did lots of small scale art festivals and started showing my artwork in restaurants and hair salons and coffee shops, like basically anywhere that would you know, let me show my artwork. I would, I would try these things. And over the years, I really kind of amassed a following, you know, I was always very aware of trying to leave people with something. So I'd always have business cards or flyers or stickers or something with a website on it. And I really just kind of had the website be an anchor over all these years. And so when I was first starting out, it was very much like, try this, try that, try everything. And now that it's been, you know, so long, I've had so much support over the years to develop into a full-time career. I am, you know, I think I try and think about maybe bigger picture 
um, ideas these days. Like I have a lot of licensing clients and I work together with a lot of big brands to produce products and sell them globally. And, you know, there's just bigger picture things that are happening and it's, it's very much full time now, as opposed to before when I was kind of just trying things out. So along with teaching yourself how to run laser engravers and printers, as well as uh, furthering your ability in the art world itself, with a studio, you also had to become a business person. Uh, what kind of conflict do you have between being an artist and being a business person? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I feel like a slightly a rare breed in that department. I actually really do enjoy the business side of things. You know, it's part of how I feel inspired is to know that if a, a piece of art that I'm making has, you know, a trajectory with a certain project, it can almost be more inspiring sometime if I know I'm going to partner with a brand to produce a product from this, you know, that's going to turn into, you know, revenue that supports the business. Like I get fired up on the business side of things. And so, you know, they, they go hand in hand, really. It's a ton of work. I'd say I'm probably 70% business, 30% making art these days. And but, you know, I try and keep in mind that all that hard work really allows me to make art for my life. So to me, it's worth it. It's like you have to work hard if you want to survive, you know, making something on your own. So it's ultimately totally worth it. Um, but, yeah, you, you do have to be able and willing to work really hard in terms of the business side of things. What are some uh, pieces of advice you might be able to give that you've learned over these years of running your studio? Well, really, it's just to sort of persevere. You know, it's going to be hard at times. It's going to be super exciting at times. You just have to keep in mind that, you know, if you're committing to it full time, you really have to commit to it. You got to work through the challenges. So it's really just staying the course, you know, like and having a sense of commitment to yourself and and not doubting. You know, self-doubt can be a huge deterrent to anybody in any you know, sphere, but especially with art, if you, you know, you got to get away from the self-doubt. That's something I, I focus on all the time. It's like my opinion on an art and competition of art is like, there really is no competition because each artist is so unique and the work that everybody makes is so different that, you know, you will eventually find your audience and comparing yourself to other artists or wishing you had a different path or any of these things that are anyway, in, in a slightly sort of doubtful vein, it's really, you're the only person creating that. So I would really advise people to just try and stay, stay the course and, and have faith in yourself. Um, do you have influences, people who are around you to kind of keep you going? Yeah, for sure. You know, especially here in Boulder, there's so many artists doing their thing, trying to do it, make it happen full time, you know, and I, I keep an eye on everybody, you know, social media and personally. And it's just it's so inspiring to see other artists making their own thing and doing, you know, creating their own products. And so for me, it's, it's it is a community. There's, you know, art is a community and there's plenty of places to find that, you know, especially online these days with how robust social media really has become. There's plenty of groups and, and people to follow and it's really just engaged community. And so, yeah, I feel really inspired being surrounded by other artists and other musicians, um, you know, especially in a place like Boulder. All right, Phil, I think that's going to do it for us. All right. Sounds great, man. I really appreciate you taking your time and uh, talking with us today. This is some good stuff. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much to Phil Lewis for joining me today. Be sure to check out phillewisart.com to get the full picture of just how far his creativity goes. 
You can catch all of our previous Graphics Profiles episodes and tune into new episodes by subscribing to our show on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. New episodes come out every month. And if there's a topic you'd like us to discuss, drop me a line. My contact information is in the show notes at the end of today's episode. Till then, stay safe and best of luck in business.